Welcome, fellow heavy rock junkies. Thanks once again for joining us here on the Heavy Galaxy Show. Matt and John with you for another discussion episode today. And we're, you know, we're going to be featuring music videos as well today with some really good new bands as well as some really good not so new bands. We definitely want to obviously feature on the show a nice balance of both veteran and up and coming bands on the show. And I think what's great about this new revival of heavy rock, John, is that, you know, some of the the progenitors of this newer wave of heavy rock. And when I mean newer heavy rock, I guess I'm talking about like early to mid two thousands in that range. Progenitor. Uh, what a good SAT word you put out yeah, there. I mean, I, 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 I did go to college, so I, I've got some, 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 you know, 25 cent words in there. In that, in that <laughs> post education that you uh, originally got. Oh yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Of course. Big, big top, you know, Harvard, Harvard, uh, you know, education right here. Not, Oh, just yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right, right in my dreams, but um, yeah, man, you know, like I said, though, it's it's um, what's yeah. cool is, yeah, there's there's you know, like I said, we'll get to one of those bands I'm talking about, one of those progenitors here, you know, a little bit, but I mean, I know, John, you recently, you know, I know, um, you did something this past couple of weeks that I think I've never done in my entire life. You went to you went to shows for five straight nights. Yeah, including the Heavy Psych Sounds Fest in in Joshua Tree, oh. um, but yeah, I mean, tell us a bit about um that marathon of a week. I mean, you know, Spring Chicken, dude. I mean, five nights in a row—that's that's impressive. Hey, hey, easy, easy. Oh, and either one of us it's is Spring Chicken, mind. so you know, <laughs> all the mind yeah. until well, the body too. <laughs> your body says, "What the yeah, fuck exactly. are you doing?" <laughs> uh, yeah, it was five three days, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brian Moy, who's a local promoter, which I am always happy to support and tell as many people possible about his shows, particularly when he does, you know, bands that I would feel are in our umbrella mm -hmm. of sorts. Uh, so the first night saw Fever Dog, oh, which nice. I've seen a bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, they played the first Vegas show on one of my bills opening up for a brand York. I had them come over. Oh, nice. Um, but anyways, they, they played with, um, tigers on opium. Wow. Okay. All right. And so that started off this five night affair and, uh, you know, not a great showing necessarily. It was a free show. Uh, it's tricky. It was down there on Fremont streets so was the sand dollar and Fremont street. Have you been to that yet? I have been I've been to Fremont Street, sure. Mm. No, no, the Sand Dollar. Oh no, I have not been there. No. So it's a relatively new venue. Sand Dollar as a brand was already has one in Spring Mountain, which is over in Chinatown. Okay. Um, that's been there for like a decade plus, but it's real more blues and kind of the more organic um 70s music in general. Okay. Um, so but they opened up this other one down at Fremont Street. And, uh, you know, I knew people there, obviously. I knew most of the people that were there. And luckily, some musicians showed up. Mike Varney was down there. Stoney Curtis. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Uh, damn. I forget what his name is. The, the guitarist from uh, Black Eyed Peas. Oh, okay. Uh, which has been a really good band. He helped backline a lot of the stuff. So it, it was a fun night. Um, I went to bed relatively early quite frankly i didn't even stay uh they had to do two sets each matt mm, so two sets each wow jeez yeah the room had to be filled with music 
part of the setup for four hours. Wow, okay. So you know, they did four sets of 40 or something like that. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I left because I, I'm just like, I got too much. You know what I mean? I know mm-hmm. what's happening here. So the next night was at the other sand hall, the smaller one, um, where uh, a couple things happened. Huh. No, fisticuffs? Um, fisticuffs? Or well, you know, <laughs> I, I saw Spear Mother and I saw Cadabra. Now, first uh. off, when I went there, the bartender was kind of like kind of a jerk off to me as soon as he saw me. I'm like, what the fuck? I haven't even had time to piss him off yet. Mm-hmm. And um, he lied to me and said he couldn't like we couldn't put a playlist I put together for the place um, for the show, which okay. the other Sandor had no problem. My tunes were blaring all night long at the other one. This one, the guy's like, no, no, no. We have our own playlist because, you know, we're blues bar. And I'm like, mm. okay. You know, you know, it's, you know, and I was like, all right. So I look over to my right and there's touch tunes. So. Oh man. Touch tunes. Good old touch. I got tunes. my beer mm-hmm. and I went on touch tunes and I did not play a blues song mm. because you know why? Fuck him. <laughs> so I played Black nice. Sabbath. Like the song. Well, well it's blues based, right? Yeah, but it's. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It, it's it's yeah. like you can't even hear it at the beginning because mm. there's like rain and people are just drinking and talking there. It's like. Bang! You know, and you're like in Halloween all once. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then I, I spent. God, who knows how much money I spent. And I just played music all night, you know, despite it. But later on, some jackass that I know, um, a complete douchebag, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, but he sports the scene and all that sometimes. But okay. he would not leave me alone. He would not stop taking shit, talking shit to me. And I think he dislikes that I'm so passionate about certain styles of music, of rock and roll. And he, and he was telling me to get out of town and you're done. Don't do any more shows. I'm like, I'm really not doing any more shows. I did Planet Desert Rock. It's very successful, awesome. But other than that, I literally don't have a show. I'm not really planning on booking shows. If I do, it'll be just a few. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really doing it. Good. You get out of here. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Leave me alone. And he goes, see, you can't take criticism. That's always the problem. And I go, well, <laughs> first off, you think I'm sitting in a bar trying to have a good time at a show? And want to get criticized? Right now is not the good time. <laughs> yeah, that, so, yeah, that would take that. Trying to have a good time, man. Mm-hmm. So you just kept doing. It. Eventually, I kind of shout at him. I called up. I said, well, "Here's, you know, you're giving me criticism. I got to give you some criticism. You're a fucking pussy." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "You're a fucking pussy." And you know what? You're a douchebag, like a massive one, but your fucking hair. You know, like, you're a douche. And I was like, "Get the fuck out of my face!" And so he, he so he went away. I'm like, all right, cool. Later on, you know, I'm up, and that was on a different side of the bar. So then I get towards the music and I'm, I'm rocking out, watching Cadabra finishing up, mm-hmm. hanging out with them earlier, super nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes up and starts yapping to me. Well, at first he hugs me. He's like, hey, you know, I love you and all that. I'm like, okay, you're a weird way of showing that. And he kept talking, like trying to charm me up. And then I go, okay. And then next, you know, but man, you got to stop with the shows. You got to get out of here. Stop all the. I'm like, what in the fuck is wrong? I kept on like, dude, just get out of my face. 
I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do. What are you going to do? I'm like, just get out of here. Mm-hmm. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm warning you. And I had to keep doing it. Finally, it, it just, I have my head down. I'm thinking my body, I close my eyes. And I started thinking all these different options. I mean, one of them is walking away, but not really. I, I think a fight, flight, you know, at that time, it was more fight than flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, instead of punching him, I just shoved him over some tables or some shit. You shoved him on some tables, man. Good, you know. Yeah, on or even over one and then on the other. I don't know. And it's kind of slow motion. And so for whatever animal instinct, I walked over there as he's, as he's getting up. He'd already gotten up and he was kind of moving toward. And I just grabbed him by the jacket and threw him towards the door. <laughs> nice. I just I'm like, what is getting over me here? But yeah, you didn't really have to fuck. You really shouldn't fuck with me that much. <laughs> I don't know, man. So well, you're him. not a small anyway, fry, dude. You're you're a tall guy, so you didn't like you know. You, I'm not two hundred and you know twelve pounds, six mm-hmm. two and a half. So I'm not well, small. You fuck the wrong guy. You know what I mean? Fuck I, I, I just don't guy. want to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you're a dick and you keep being a dick, even after warnings, then I think you got what's coming. I mean, he's lucky I didn't hit him. Honestly, mm, mm. but let's get back to the music. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they kicked me out. They, they yelled. At me. <laughs> oh, they kicked that. Oh, yeah. Right. Shit. I'm like, <laughs> okay. It was the same bartender that uh, lied to me earlier. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um, time to go to bed, anyways, because I got to drive tomorrow to Joshua Tree. Yeah. I drive to Joshua Tree. Uh, me, Ryan Garney, and his brother Shay. Uh, <laughs> went to a pre-party in the desert. Pre-party. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was not a trailer park per se, or like or anything. I mean, it was like house, but it, it was like sandy roads and shit. And mm-hmm. I forget what the guy's name is. I think Eric Cook. And they do shows out of his garage. Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Sure. And so that was the Freaks. Oh, and nice. Dolly's mama, I caught them. I didn't catch the first man. Okay. And <laughs> it was cold, man. Matt, it's cold in the Oh, desert. yeah, it is. It was, it was cold. Mm-hmm. But something warmed it up a little bit. Um, I don't know, like three or four songs into the Freaks. Some chick, I kind of look over to the left behind their uh, other percussionist, um, Tawny. And next to her was some chick standing up and she got her top off. Like her boobs are just, you know, that and they weren't small in it. So, so you weren't thinking about the cold at all after that. What? <laughs> I said you weren't thinking about the cold after that then. You know what I mean? Right, I mean, mean Warmed you right up. <laughs> I'm moving a little closer to the stage, but there was only like a big line of people, like <laughs> guys lined up. Yeah, and, and she did that for a number of songs. Um, and then eventually... She disappeared. Then show back up. She had like a jacket on, but when you look closer, she didn't have anything else on. Like her boobs were still there, and she had it like open. Mm. But then you look down, and she didn't even have bottoms. So she was like <laughs> butt ass. You know, wow. she had a jacket. Well, see, she wasn't cold. <laughs> Obviously, know, right? Yeah, man. Unless she was yeah. on something, of course. But yeah. Wow. And then two nights in Joshua Tree. Mm. You know, for um, it was like. Sounds fast. Yeah. Now you went to Heavy Psych Sounds Fest. 
Let, I, let's hear a little bit about yours, and I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit or two about Yeah, it. well, what, what I wanted to do here is before we get into that, I, I, let's, that is going to be one of our main segments here is we're going to recap, you know, both uh, the San Francisco and Joshua Tree oh, yeah. uh, festivals. Yeah, but what we want to do before before we get into that, we're gonna, uh, we are going to play some music. Um, but even before that, I just want to mention real quick, heavygalaxy.com is launching. By the time I think this comes out, it should be up uh, and ready to go. It's our blog. It's got a radio station on there as well. Uh, like I said, it's got news. It's got reviews. It's, you know, like I said, it's just starting, but keep keep your eyes peeled on it. Um, that's, of course, where you could find these shows as well will be posted on there. Um, and so, yeah, we're really excited about that, heavygalaxy.com. Gonna be launching, launching. Uh, like I said, by the time this airs, so go ahead and check that out. But yeah, before, so before we talk about the heavy psych sounds fest, let's let's get into a few uh, a few tracks here. Like I said, one of the things we want to do on the show is play some videos and play some music. Um, video one, we're gonna play for you guys as we were talking before. We're talking about those progenitors. There's no better, bigger progenitor than the band Dozer. Obviously, first album they got coming out uh, in 15 years. But 15 years. Uh, since, I mean, the, Beyond Colossal came out. It was 2008. Crazy. Can't believe it's been 15 years, man. But Drifting in the Endless Void is the name of the new record. And I just got to tell people, you know, they're going to get a hint of it here if they haven't heard of it yet. But right now, this is at the top of my list, I think, of album me. I don't, I've, I've, you've, I'm pretty sure you've heard the record, right? So far? Yeah. It's on my top 10 list, watch yeah. list already, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's phenomenal. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to start everyone here. Here's Dozer, ex-human, now beast, right here on the Ga Heavy Galaxy Show.
All right, we're back here at the Heavy Galaxy Show. You just heard another great veteran band, Gozu, with their new track, Tom Cruise Control. Uh, that's coming. That's off their new album. Another band's coming out with a new record. I love all these, you know, veteran bands coming out with these new records this year. Uh, they got that's their first single off their soon to be released fifth LP Remedy. Comes out May 19th on Blacklight Media, Metal Blade Records. Gozu, you know what I love about those guys too, is that always the song titles, right? They're always like a TV oh, yeah. show or a character of a TV show or a movie. You know, they got some unique uh comical twist to their their song titles, baby. I mean, what a great Heavy rock band out of Boston, man. Um, yeah, great choice uh, with that one there. T uh, Tom Cruise Control, great shit. This might even be their sixth release. Is it? I think it's. It might be. I mean, I mean, it might be because I I was looking at it just the other day, but I have notes around here somewhere. But uh, it, I've like they're one of the original bands back in like 2010 or 11 12 something like that when i was on amazon music looking at at ucds mm -hmm. but then i also downloaded stuff and and as when it kind of popped suggestions came into me for the rival sons sasquatch gozu freedom hawk were four that really mm -hmm. i went whoa there is music in this world that's better than the garbage we were getting. Mm -hmm. Like Liddy was an epiphany moment, and Gozu was one of them. Very cool. Uh, since the beginning, I mean, they have a song like "Signed Epstein's Mom," Jonathan <laughs> Ping Show, mm -hmm. something or other, Ricky Steamboat, yeah, Dragon Steamboat, Lorenzo Lamas, you know, yeah, Lorenzo Lamas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a great song. Tom, actually, mm -hmm. Tom Cruise control is uh, just amazing. Um, I saw these guys live at it heavy it it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Psycho Vegas. And it was. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's funny you say that. You know, they got when they got signed to Blacklight Media, I remember it because the guy who owns that uh, label that runs it is I think his name is Chris Santos. He's 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 on one of those like, you know, uh, chef shows. He's a big chef in New yeah. York City. And I, I remember my because my wife used to watch that show all the time and I'd see him. And when I, I got winded, he actually yeah, he saw them at, at a show in New York. Uh, I forget what show it was, but he showed up. He saw him, and he was blown away. And he's like, "I got to sign these guys," and so that's how yeah. they they got signed too. Which is it's funny because they're connected to Metal Blade, and you don't usually see a lot of heavy rock on Metal Blade. You know, Metal Blade does obviously they do they do switch it up a little bit here and there. But I know they're just being probably distributed well, by them. This was a yeah. That's a you know, it's a side deal. Well, of course, it's a distribution sort of deal. Yeah, they're exactly. able to use the infrastructure, but the guys, yeah, supplying mm. most of it. Gozu is an interesting one. They were on Smallstone early yes, on. Very right. good. Mm -hmm. And they were on Ripple for an album. That mm -hmm. was really mm -hmm. good. That's so, my, my favorite album by them. Um, yeah. 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 Was it Revival or something? Is that the name of the record, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. It was like a red with a guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great record. Yeah. 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 Good, great band. Good. They haven't played out West. Like almost ever, they they don't really play a lot of shows, and when they do, they you know like East Coast mostly, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, but or, or a lot of Europe. Mm, oh, Europe, you're right, yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. But yeah, and we have that past, and mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah you know, those are great too, man. Uh, it yeah, to, Tommy Halapa is, I just think one of the best guitarists out there. I think he knows how to make music sound good, mm -hmm. I, you know, and so he's a guitarist of Dozier and Greenlee. Yeah, and the big man could just—I just oh, think he knows how to write songs that that the guitar really makes adds such greatness to it. 
it is it's so unique just the the tone the sound i mean you know like, like it's just i don't know what it is about that band you know there's just something about them that's just uh, you know they're phenomenal you know what i mean yeah. and like i said and it's great to see like i said 15 years i mean what's crazy is you know you've got all these veteran bands that are i mean that scene when, when dozer was was coming up in that scene it was it wasn't as big as it is now so it's like they, a lot of these bands because they kind of broken up you know maybe or just kind of went on to do different things they kind of missed out on this this period now where everything is just you know it's firing all cylinders the heavy rock scene and yeah. so i think it's great that they get you know that they're getting back together and they get to kind of get a little you know enjoy the fruits of their labor for being one of the bands that helped start this whole you know this whole scene you, you know, know which it, i think is cool they were at diesel levels i wasn't following back then but uh you know i've done some checking out and stuff i mean they were on a split with nebula i believe yes Mm -hmm. And and you know that wasn't playing around back then. If you look at some of those splits, they were pretty amazing splits. Oh yeah, man! So like oh, really yeah. good bands. Mm -hmm. I think Lowrider was on one. You know, mm -hmm. uh, was Unita? I think was on one. Anyways, I, it's it's I, I love to see them live. I know you know maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. If they get over the states, I mean we're such a big country, and they can't do all of it usually. So. It's you're lucky if a band has twenty something uh, shows on tour, sure. thirty. It's there's so many places in our country to play. It's it's, mm. it's you know thirty million people, and it's mm. a, a long ways across. You know, it, I compare. I tell people like if you're in when you're driving in Europe, you're going country to country. That's almost like us driving state to state. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, you know, we miss out on shows. We all do. We do. You miss out on some of the best Stone Rock stuff around yeah. all the time. No, you're right. And, it, and it, well, no, you're right. And I think the thing is, that's why I think it's so important for these festivals, you know, to have these festivals because, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, you, you might have to take a trip, you know, someplace, you know, to, to in order to see those bands. Um, but that's just the way it is these days. I mean, but, you know, like you said, it's the fact that they we're able to get I mean, look, you know, you got bands like a state coming over, you know, from from the from the UK. I mean, it's not easy. So the I fact that, we got, you know, well, yeah, well, I mean, it, it was they were on what they were on the John Garcia show. You know, what I mean, bottom line is they, you got them over, you know, and, and it's pretty, yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's important to have those festivals for that reason alone. Just one place where everyone can, can you know just congregate and play you know just put on this great big music festival i mean there's nothing better yeah. than it and so speaking of that just going into our main segment here obviously speaking of festivals heavy psych sounds fest as we were talking about before uh you know let's we, let's talk about that you know we both like i said i attended the one up here in san francisco a few weeks ago you were down in joshua tree um you know obviously much you know we've got one setting where i was at urban setting you're in the desert much different settings. Obviously, there was a, a, a lot more that kind of happened a little bit down in Joshua Tree there than it did here in, in the Bay Area in terms of the amount of bands that played. Um, well, how many stages did you did you have at yours, Matt? Oh, no, one. One stage. One stage. Yeah. What was the uh, – Well, how many people were there, I guess? So it's, it was – so it's held at this place called The Parkside, which – you know, last year when they had it there, it was outside. So right outside, there's, this, there's a block right there that they closed off. They'd have a sort of a block party outside concert last year, which is, you know, I, I wasn't able to attend last year, but I heard it was really good. So 
that you know this year they scheduled it obviously in march right well march here to bay area it's freezing fucking cold especially in san francisco so not the best probably idea to do it outside in san francisco in march let's put it that way yeah so they had to move it inside plus it's been really bad weather obviously here you know this this winter as well so because of the cold they moved it inside and now anyone who's been to the park side in the bay area knows it's basically essentially it's just a fucking dive bar. That's all it is. It's got a little bit. It's got an outside. It's got an outside with some tables and stuff like that where they serve some food. But it's it's really just a dive bar, you know. And it's funny because there's been a bunch of bands that have played there. Like I remember the story. I didn't see it, but but Monster. One of my friends saw it. Monster Magnet actually played at this place. And supposedly Dave Windorf was fucking furious. There's no backstage. The stage you can barely fit the four four. I don't know how a, a five piece band could fit on that oh, stage. No. It's that tiny, man. So yeah, so that's that's unfortunately what happened. Um, was it got moved inside? Now, now for the positive of it though, which was kind of cool, obviously, was it's very intimate in that way. The sounds, yeah. you know, that sounds great. You know, the crowd was really good. You know, I got to say the one thing about the San Francisco crowd since I've been here for 13 years. I'm not going to lie. It, it's not the most uh, energetic crowd, okay? I think people are just too uh, just high as fuck, you know, most of the time to, to get moving. But I will say this show, there was a lot of enthusiasm. I mean, the the, the, the crowd was really into it. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun, you know. But like right. I said, I, of course, I felt that, uh, you know, a festival like this deserved a better setting, you know. I mean, Ripple Fest, for instance, the ones that were up here, um, uh, some years ago, they were played at the same place, Deep Park side. Yeah, but different with Ripple Fest. It was just Ripple bands. It, you didn't have mega bands at the Ripple Fest. It was a little bit yeah. different. Um, so, you know, like I said, it was a good time. Um, what but, was the biggest band that played up there? So, I, I well, the, I would say that to me, the biggest band was Atomic Bitchwax. You know what I mean? I guess it depends who you talk to. I mean, obviously, it was the same bands that headlined down there. It was Win Hand. Um, the first night. Oh, you did have win in. Yeah, okay. had, yeah, and then Weed Eater, of course. Cool. You know, and they they headline both the nights. Um, okay. But yes. to me, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, like I said to me, Bitchwax is, is is are the kings, uh, you know, to me. With I mean, even just you know them playing, you know, be, because they play such a different style than most of those other bands do. Obviously, and, and just their stage presence is is just you know really good. It's a lot better than the, I'm not saying the other bands didn't have any stage presence, but. Just more energetic. You can see they're just vets, man. They're just wily vets. They've been doing it a long time, yeah. um, and and they don't come out to the West Coast that often. Yeah, so exactly. so that was a good thing too. Obviously, I mean, you know, obviously, it was some bands that first time they were out here too. I mean, Geezer was was it's the first time they played out in California, <laughs> um, you know. But 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 like I said, I, bottom line is, yeah, I went to both days. It was a it was a good time. The crowd, you know, I mean, it was a decent crowd. It wasn't great. Over in terms 150 of, people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, 200, uh, you could probably say 150 to 200. It's probably a good estimation. Yeah. Because it doesn't really feel, like I said, much more than that, this place, too. It was pretty packed. Um, But like I said, bottom line, it was, it, it was a good time. You know what I mean? I had a good time. But I definitely wish they would they would definitely do it next year, maybe put it up in May. And keep it outside because yeah. supposedly last year the whole outside it was mobbed. It was it was a huge crowd. So um, I think the weather had a lot to do with it. But uh, yeah, so that's the recap and the general recap. Now, yeah, obviously the desert. I can imagine. I've been seeing things all online. Talk to me, man. I mean, just break it down. I'm, I I know it was a badass time. You know, it was a cool time, and it was cold. Yeah, sure, <laughs> so, March, man. Yeah. No. It, 
Man, March is never this cold out here. As far as I remember, Vegas has been cold. We had uh, snow in the mountains just a couple days ago. It's fucking weird. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, I, the, I, the desert is cold at night, even in May <laughs> or whenever. I mean, the mm-hmm. temperatures drop. So, But two venues on the same property, uh, like the uh, Joshua Tree Cultural Arts Center or something like that. And um, the outdoor one was both stages are kind of sh- like not up high. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, which is, just, yeah, maybe I'm spoiled a little bit. So I like my stages up a little bit more, you know. Mm. Uh, but the outdoor one was cool, particularly when it got at night because they had like different strobes and stuff going on. Right, cool. um, you know, you're feeling a little even better during the night. Sure. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, you know, probably three to 400 people each day. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. The indoor one, was, I like the indoor one, first off, because it was warm. Uh, that's also where I caught three or four of my favorite sets. Okay. Uh, Tom Pitch Wax. Mm-hmm. Duel. Yeah. Uh, Love Gang killed it. Um, mm. Warlung. So, so all those guys. And then I saw at the very end, uh, that's a Jetson, which shifted into uh, – Mario Lolly and the Rubber Snake Charmers. Nice. Okay. And, and at this point in time, I was yeah, buzzing. <laughs> like, whoa, everyone was. Like, mm-hmm. I had to guide probably most people. And that, that Mario Lolly thing, it's it's a wild little trip, dude. Sean Wheeler's like preaching off of some book. Nice. Mm-hmm. Taking his clothes off and stuff. It's uh whew, it's quite the ride. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed Brant Brant Bjork's uh set, which was outside. Yeah, kind of as the sun was coming down. Mario's mm-hmm. in the band now. Um, Hippy Death Cold had a really good one. Death mm-hmm. Chant, they had the Hatchers up there moving and grooving. Nice. That was one of the first bands of the day. Mm-hmm. So Very yeah, cool. Death Chant, they go up there. Uh yes, they played here as well. I think I, they were. The, I think they believe the second band of the second day they played. Yes, yeah, yeah. they played early. Were you there in time? Um, I didn't get to see them. No. I got there just after they got on. Uh, they played. Um, it, it was weird because the, the second day was kind of messed up a little bit. The, the lineup was a little. There was a band called Psychic Hit that played that <clears throat> wasn't listed anywhere. But I mean, yeah. they were on the poster here. I got two and everything. But uh, I, I, you know, like I said, Mondo Generator backed out, so they didn't play. Yeah. Um, where, which a lot of people were expecting them to come. You know, Brant was originally supposed to come. He didn't come. Yeah, you know, a lot of the bands just didn't didn't make the trip, as we talked about too. You know, it really is. As cool as it is, it was tough for those bands to drive from the desert up here, in you know, after playing a show. I mean, and get there in time. It, it, it's it's tough, man. That, that was a hell of a, a yeah, travel for I, them, I, you know. I, I feel for those bands, <clears throat> particularly after the first show, they can almost not even you know hang out or have a good time for very long because they got to get on the road because it is not exactly. a short trip, folks. It's in the same state, but this state, you know, for us. For the non-Americans, yeah, it's huge. It, a really tall state, yep. like literally, it, it covers a massive amount of coastline. The majority of coastline on our, our west coast, and yeah. they're out in the desert, and they got to go all the way over to the San Fran. It, it's just a really long, grueling drive, and yes. a lot of times they'll stop in, you know, Bakersfield or Fresno or somewhere uh, mm. along the way. But the next night they get to blow it out if they still have energy. 
or else enough drugs. <laughs> yeah, <going>. <laughs> um, but you know, I tell you, it was a fantastic time. Lot of, you know, got to hang out with a lot of cool people that I've known over the years. Other I, I, I know from different shows that I'm on or, uh, you know, from Facebook mm-hmm. and got to hang out with them. And I thought that was really, uh, awesome. really neat as well. Yeah. Once in a while, I, I, you know, me and some people talk and I tell me, you know, my name's John. And then I would tell like a story about the Doom and Stone show or some reference. And they would be like, oh, wait, you're that, John? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. So it, it, it was just, that was kind of wild, you know, mm-hmm. to, to see that at times. You're like, whoa, okay. Um, but I tell you, uh, the lead singer of Winnan, she was super cool. Hung out and talked with her in the green room for a while. Mm-hmm. Dorothy? Dorothy, Dorothea. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should ask her, how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> you know, but man, the whole thing was really, really good. Um, yeah, I think people like the desert uh, experience. And well, it is, man. The experience is, is that much better. I mean, it's, I mean you know, it's, it's cool. You know, obviously, if there was an outdoor, you know, festival here in the in middle of San Francisco, that's really cool too. But I think with this kind of music, you know, when you've got heavy psychedelic type of music yeah. too. Yeah, I mean that's that's meant for that sort of setting, especially at night, like you said, in the desert, inebriated uh, on your whatever your spirits. Well, I mean, you it's like, literally, you know, I mean, it's yeah. fun. It's fun. I mean, the show's not, you know, in the desert. It's in like almost like a parking lot. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. but it's but it's in you know it's in the it's in Joshua Tree. That's the desert. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. the desert. So yeah, it's part of this multiple yeah. town thing, and a lot of us got Airbnbs and. Mm-hmm. and Mario and them, I, they hooked us up with a one that was literally three minutes away. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But that pre-party sure wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a trek. Like you'd go over some mountain and down another thing, and yeah, thank God I wasn't driving. I was gonna say, yeah, right. I mean, no. you know, yeah, not me that night. No, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was all great. Um, awesome. There's some other good festivals coming up, but you know, one festival that's not coming up is Psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we're gonna definitely talk about that in a little bit here. We want to talk about really just about festivals uh, here in the U.S. and just really the heavy rock scenes and how really a lot of these festival. I mean, a lot of these scenes now have a festival, you know, which I think is important to really grow a scene. You know, I mean, it just it is. I mean, you ha- just getting back to what we were talking about a little bit before. I mean, you you just have to have one place where people can fly. Because let's be honest, I mean, a lot of these bands look, it, it, you know, no one's in their twenties and thirties, and even if they were. To be able to be a full-time musician, touring musician right now, is extremely, extremely super difficult. So uh, a lot of these bands, these are these are weekend, you know, uh, it's it's weekend. They're weekend bands. They play on the weekends, or they, you know, they take, you know, their vacation from their jobs and maybe do a, a week tour here or there. Or they go over to Europe or whatever it may be. Well, I mean, <clears throat> some of these bands they take weeks. Well, some um, of them, yeah, tour. yeah, sure. I mean, it depends on you know what kind of style jobs you know they're in. They they some of them have the capacity to do months at a time. I mean, sure, Eddie Glass well, doesn't work. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I mean we're I mean, but you know Eddie, Eddie I guess he's been a musician for what 30, 40 yeah. years, thirty you know. So it's like he's yeah. he's been yeah. doing this a long, long time. I, I'm I'm really referring to a lot of the. I guess the, a lot of newer bands, uh, you know, like like I'll, I'll just take a band like Warlung for example, right? You know, we had them on the show. Right. I got to hang out; those guys had a great time too, meeting them. Um, yeah. A band like that, though, yes, they they they're not going to probably be able to be, you know, at their, you know, yeah. they all work. 
So it's like yeah, you, you, can, right. you know, it's it's tough for them to to do what yeah Eddie can do. Um, but I mean, most of these, like I said, obviously bands like you know Nebula or Atomic Bitchwax have been around since the nineties. They've got enough you know experience. They already they already have their their circles, everything set up. They could do it if they want. You know what I mean? There's enough people that know them and that love them that yeah. they can. No, totally. You're you know? 100% yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's far and few between the people that are able to make. Yeah. Have a living, you know, from rock and roll. No, it is. It's extremely difficult these days. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. No, it, it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's one man's cool. rival sons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You know, that's well, a whole different discussion. That's a, they're in a whole different they're in a whole different league. I mean, they're opening for the Smash and Pumpkins, so if they're not even an underground, they're not even close, you know. So they've got uh right. they're, they're, well, they're making a big time right now. The average person in rock roll rock and roll, the listeners still won't own. That's how crazy no, it is. they they don't, but they you know, like, like I said, I mean, well, it's just like when I you know, like a band like Dirty Honey is the same kind of thing, right? And most regular people don't know who Dirty yeah. Honey is, you know, but people they know a little bit more of that. Well, now they Where? know them because they opened for the Black yeah. Crows and they opened for Slash, you know, and Guns N' Roses. Yeah. So yeah. you open for those big bands, you're gonna get discovered, you get a bit noticed more. Obviously, Rival Sons yeah. will, will start to. I mean, I believe they they will. There's no doubt. I mean they open for Black Sabbath, so yeah. there you go. In exactly. the yeah, but it, it's still they're not on FM radio. I know what and you mean. Either one yes. of those really are much. No, so it, it, it's it's a tough thing out there, uh, and always possible. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. well, and FM radio really isn't driving rock anymore, anyway, is it? Right? It's it's really, it's really just the internet. It's 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 playlists. It's podcasts. It's it's all these things that are really keeping you know it's doomed in stone stuff like that. That's what people are finding. Their new music now, rock music. They're not going on their radio. I mean, there's some, you know, there's some cities that have like for I was I, I interviewed for for you know aftershocks. I interviewed Steve Zing, who's a, who's the bassist for uh, Danzig. Okay, a okay. couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, he has another band that he put it out about, and he was saying it's like you know, like for instance in, in L.A., you know, L.A. actually does have a radio station that's pretty. They'll play a lot of new stuff, even up here to Bay Area. You know, um, yeah, you've got to be veterans of the scene. But for instance, like a band, like a band, I know you like a lot too, like I do, the Watchers, Tim Narducci's band, they've been played on there. You know, they've been played on for FM radio because, you know, obviously they've got connections. They've been in the scene a long time. You know, they'll play some of these newer bands, not not consistently, of course, but if they have a show, they'll talk about, oh, they've got a show, you know, and so, so some cities do yeah. do it. But once again, few and far between, it's going back to that, you know, you remember years ago when on Sunday nights they used to have like, you know, metal hour or something. That's kind of like rock now, heavy rock or, or any kind of metal. Anything that's heavy, you, you, you're going to find all that new stuff more on a midnight show or online. You're just not going to get it during the day on FM radio. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. You know, yeah. Is Definitely what it is. Right now. Now, Maybe never. Yeah. <laughs> well, for that. But. In the meantime, yeah, you, you got the Heavy Galaxy show. You got all these other outlets you can find new music. Yes. And speaking of that, that'll lead us into our third video here. Uh, and we're going to bring up a new band, a uh, band that I'm really digging big time. Uh, speaking of heavy psych sounds, obviously, this is a band out of Birmingham, UK, Margarita Witch Cult. Uh, the track is Diabolical Influence. Man, I, I don't know. I mean, I know you've heard of these guys, too. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm really liking what they're doing on this record. They call themselves, I saw in their band camp, they're labeled as Stadium Doom. What do you think that, what's Stadium Doom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been giving them a, a thorough enough listen to know if they fit 
Stadium do? Yeah, but what 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 is Stadium do? What, what is that? That sounds pretty uh big. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've heard interesting monikers lately that bands give themselves. Yeah. Um, Rough Magic, or no, Acid Magus call themselves like, like Doom Rock with shrooms or something weird. Shroom <laughs> Rock? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, Doom Shroom? I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're like Doom and Shrooms <laughs> and some other word matched together. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, that's very interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, Let's let's well let's check, let's let the listeners and the viewers check it out for themselves. Here's some Stadium yeah. Doom. All right, Margarita Witchko here, diabolical influence on the Heavy Galaxy show.
All right, we're back here. Heavy Galaxy show with you, Matt and John. And you just heard Witch Skull. Man, this is a band that we both really, really dig. Breathing Blue Light, Australian store to metal band. Right, was, they've got a, they've got some new stuff I think getting ready to come out. Uh, do they, I think, John? Correct? Yes. Yeah. All three releases have been exceptional. Their last one was my album of the year. Oh, so, it was? Oh, very cool. Big believer in that, them. Um, and yeah. In the works, I kind of get the feeling that by the end of the year it'll be out. Hope so. That's awesome, man. You know, that's and that's you know that's one of the things you want to talk about. Seeing man, you know, Australia. You know, like when I interviewed some of these Australian bands in the past, man. You oh, know, yeah. the one thing about I mean, there's so much good music out of there, but it's it really is so difficult for those bands because where are you going to play? You know what I mean? You're stuck on in Australia. I mean, there's not really many places you go. It's so hard for these bands to get. I mean, that's one of the toughest places to yeah. travel to, you know, is Australia. And oh, yeah. yeah, man. American bands love going down there. Oh, yeah. Well, why wouldn't you, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, but it's hard to get down there. It's not easy. It's not cheap. It's expensive. It's, uh, but, but yeah, they, I mean, they have such a great scene. I mean, there's, there's a, I mean, we, I could talk about some bands there. You know, all day. You can do a whole show on it. Pretty yeah. much. Oh, absolutely. There's no pretty much. I mean, we, we can do two segments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty I mean, much. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, like they're from which goes from Canberra. 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 Yeah. Canberra. Mm. And where I think it's one of the only places down there where it's not illegal to possess marijuana. Just a little tidbit. I didn't know that. Um, and but you know, Melbourne. Uh, it's it's insane how many good bands are out of there. Mm. I mean, another album that's being mentioned is album of the year potentially is Con, the Con's new one. Okay, mm. uh, really good heavy psych. Like if you like King Buffalo and mm. Elder and you know Weed Pecker, yeah, Weed Pecker. I that's the kind of band that check out and. Uh, Two albums that are just really good. They've done the, third, the other one they did instrumental, not my thing, mm. but was good. But anyways, we can go on and on about Melbourne. But Whitskull, Power Trio, like you said, Matt, Stoner Metal. Yes, one of the few bands I will give that label to. I'll give that label to Wolf Tooth too a little bit. Okay, mm -hmm. you know who they are. Yeah, uh, I've, yeah, I know who Wolf Tooth is. Mm -hmm. um, like a heavier sword. Kind of. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just you know any, anyone that's got that real, you know, uh, I, I think it just depends on the tone, right? Because, I mean, to me, you know, obviously, if you listen to Witch Skull, they're just obviously just a a, a Black Sabbath oriented band. You know, there's, it's not like it's it's anything that different from what we've heard before. But to me, it, it's just like anything. You know, it's 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 not about you know the musicianship itself. It's just about the kind of sound you can get, the tone you can get out of your instruments. And I think with Wood Skull, to me, guitar and bass, it's just so just crunchy in, in your face. It's just, you know, like I said, that's where you get the, to me, the stone and metal part is just with the tone. You know what I mean? Just that crunchy, good old sure. riff, or, you know, typical metal sort of, you know, tone. Where it's a little you, bit faster you know, pace, stone and metal would be. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I'll tell you what I think about musicianship is it doesn't have to be technical and all that shit. You know, that's great. 
those kind of musicians. Yeah. But the kind of musicians who can come up with a good song and come up with this riff and then leads to this and then understands this part, maybe the bass gets a little more attention or it gets a spot. That kind of musicianship, that that artisticness mm-hmm. um, really makes a lot of this music so easy to love. And mm-hmm. again, it's not about recreating the wheel necessarily. Yeah. Um, it's about sounding good, but you still, I mean, anyone, they can say anyone can go and duplicate what all these, uh, the forefathers have done, but not everyone sounds as good as others. Exactly. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where people need to, you know, just some people are just going to shut it all out. Like that one joker on my fucking page, you know, <laughs> everything's negative. Never not going to like it. You know, it, it, it sounds like this. And I'm like, well, so what? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm, well, you need to be more original. I'm like, you're not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm with you, man. Funny. Yeah. It doesn't, not everything has yeah. to be, I'm with you. Exactly, man. It, not everything has to be original. I mean, it has to be original. I mean, if you think of some of the, if you look at the, at the history of, 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 you know, rock, heavy rock and metal, right. Look at a band like, I mean, look at the bands that, that really have lasted and, you know, or just, I, I mean, band like ACDC, right? Look at the simplicity yeah. of ACDC. It has nothing to do with, those are not the, the hardest, those are easy songs to play, but they're just great songs. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're catchy. They've got hooks. That's the key. Yeah. You, need, you need hooks, you know, in, in songs, and they've got it. Fu Manchu, one of the forefathers. I mean, talk about simplicity. Yeah. They do it album after album after album, and it sounds, it never gets old. It always yeah. sounds good. And so, you know, it, it's just about coming up. Why? Because, well, vocally, right? Scott sings. I mean, he's just got his own vocal approach. He's got his own sound. You know, I mean, just just the way they do it, you know, it's just, like I said, we can go on and on about bands like this, but I'm just saying, yeah. it doesn't have to, you don't have to be, like I said, you don't have to be, like you just mentioned, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's just, to me, you get good hooks. Your tone's a little bit unique. You've got your own unique, you know, tone and sound. That's all you need. You don't need to be doing anything, you know. And to me, Witchkull is just a great example of that, you know, a band that just plays good old-fashioned, you know, stoner metal, as we said, you know, along the lines of Sabbath. And like I said, you can't go wrong with any of those releases they put out. They're fantastic. My two favorite songs on that album uh, is Baphomet's... Yeah, Baphomet's Child. Child. And Nero Order where he gives out one of the most haunting and intense screams <laughs> I have heard. And, and I, I'm a, a big fan of Marcus De Pasquale. Oh, yeah. Um, he's also Very underrated. Body, and then he was in, oh, my God, Looking Glass, which okay. the Australian band that's like more heavy psych-oriented. Okay. But, man – the guy is the guitarist and the singer. He does not have that traditional, you know, vocals. It, as Billy Goat once said, his vocals are almost a little bit vulnerable. <laughs> I, I, I've yeah. never heard that in my life, but I've stuck with it ever since. Hmm. But, you know, it's just Mar- Marcus doesn't sing, you know, like Don Garcia or. No, of course not. Keith yeah. from Sasquatch or even, you know, Scott from Bumanchu. Yeah. yeah, sure. Well, March of Winter, that's, that's my. One of my favorites on that record. That Great song. I mean, that just that right in that riff. It just, yeah, oh. it just you just put that in the sure. car. Oh god! That, or, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I have just sucks you right in. Trouble. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just go, go, go. Yep, I agree. I <laughs> totally agree, dude. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. so I mean, you know, getting back to like I said, the festivals, right? We were talking about 
that you know there's a lot of you know when we mentioned this on the first you know episode we did the introduction episode about the, the heavy rock scenes in the u.s and we talked about you know, i mean they're over the place you know texas and san diego and i mean you know on the east coast you got you know philly uh, delaware area i mean they're all over the place and which is great um and what's kind of cool too is is each scene as we're seeing it really it, they're starting they, they're, they're really creating their own festivals now which is great you know obviously you know on, on the east coast too you've got the maryland doom fest you've got ripple fest we said in texas monolith on the mesa new mexico obviously we did the, you know there's well, the heavy sex on fest, but, uh the monolith on the mesa okay well all right nope. too bad they, they are I having it go like berg into something or other um in albuquerque okay. berg in the Something that is kind of a okay. All right, well, this year. but all right, well, right. Well, I mean, but they got well, a festival okay. been around for a while, for a while. yeah. True, and there true. used to be one that before you and I even followed all this stuff. I think I, I, I just recently heard about this one that was in Ohio. That you go back and look at the lineups were chock full of it, and that was like 20 years ago, even it's crazy. Oh, okay. so I think it's always been there, but it's more palatable and easy right now mm. to at least come up with it, um, mm. whether it's successful or not. And I think that a certain festival is really, you know, stood out among all that. Mm. And that would be? Don't you think? You don't think that there's a... For our, for our thing, Psycho Vegas has been the standard for like... Sure. Mm. Like what is even close to that? It's 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 hard to duplicate, and we've talked about. It. I think a lot of it has to do, obviously, with with Vegas, you know, being such a great place for that, in my opinion, because it's got, you know, I mean, all the, you, you, I mean, it's just it's it's almost tailor wow. it's almost tailor made for that, you know, because we've but like mm -hmm. they did one here for a number of years ago, like gloom and doom, doom okay. gloom, some weird shit like that. Yeah, okay, it is when I um. I lived here, but I didn't know about it. I mean, that's all, you know, Got it. <laughs> I didn't even okay. hear about it. And I just known about, you know, Stone Rock and, and Doom, you know, for just a couple of years. And it mm. was really lightly attended. It was way over in North Vegas. I mean, you can really fuck things up when it comes mm. to setting up festivals. And I've heard and seen the horror stories. I've been part of one that the festival was awesome that I did. The second one, amazing. But I lost ungodly amounts of money and yes. not even half the people I probably thought were going to go. So, mm -hmm. and that's in Vegas. Um, okay. You know, I spent too much money, first off. Sure. And I know other festivals recently, same thing. And well, it's brutal. Well, I was going to ask you. Losers, I was going to ask made, you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, make money. Well, I want to ask you a question. You know, do you think they're losing? Because I'm looking at something like Psycho Vegas, right? And how it started off and how it morphed a few years later into something completely different. No, it's a completely different, but it expanded a lot where yeah. it was mostly about this kind of music. And then it went in a whole different direction. Do you think a lot of times I think this is just my my hypothesis. Uh -huh. Let me know. Is it because they they, you know, they um, they they buy off more than they can chew, meaning instead of instead of, you know, don't, like, it's sort of like to me it's like a don't fix if, if it's not broke approach if if you've got a model that works one time really well i think what happens a lot of times you know a lot of these promoters or whoever's putting these things together get a little starry-eyed like you know i want it to be bigger and better next year 
and bigger yeah. and better the year after. And they get overzealous, in my opinion, and then it loses what it was initially was. And then, you know, especially if you start getting then big sponsors and you start getting bigger labels and all these big, you know, big money starts coming into it, it just ruins, it just ruins it. I mean, if you keep something simple year after year, you know, I wouldn't say simple, but if you keep something within a specific realm, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, like just keep it within the stone or doom thing, for instance, you know, heavy rock feel, and you don't go into you know, classic rock and metal and stuff like that. I, I think your, your chances are better because I think, you know, the people in that scene, they want to come for that. That's why they're going. If they start yeah. seeing indie rock bands playing or death metal bands playing, they're going to know it's not the same. I'm going to go choose to spend my money or do something somewhere else. I think that's the problem. That's just my, my opinion. You as a yeah. promoter, I want to hear I mean, what you say. Go ahead. If, well, if you're not living in, I would say a, a go-to area, uh, where people would want to come here regardless, which is like Vegas, mm -hmm. maybe San, used to be San Francisco, who knows, and a few other spots, then you're really going to rely on your local crowd. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my last Planet Desert Rock, the first show, Drunkers Eve, was like 70% out of state. Wow. At least. Wow. wow. Yeah. But I, you know, it was because... John Garcia rarely plays mm. and, and, you know, you know, having state come over is cool. I'm not sure how many people came because that, but, and then having Neville the next day, you know, and I just kept the cost down, but other places, man, it's hard to talk people to going into places. Uh, you know, like I love the desert fest, the desert fest, New York. I, I love the lineup. I want to go, oh, yes, but man. I stress out as soon as I start thinking about the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm on the West coast. I got to fly all the way over there. So that's like 400 and some bucks. Mm -hmm. And no one in New York. It's hard to find a place to stay, dude. To stay there. Yeah, dude. I mean, hotels, there's none. There's like no hotels that they are. They're usually in Manhattan where you get to pay a fortune. Where are there Airbnbs? That's, is there that's again what I've gotten the inside on. Sure. A little bit. But like you said, you know? it's going to, I mean, I, I've said I've done it myself. Obviously, I'm from there. I got, when I go back there, I usually I want to spend some time in the city because most of right. my friends and family are in the suburbs right. on the island. And, dude, it's it's not easy, man. It's not easy. So I can imagine if you're just someone traveling out of state going, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at that lineup going, oh, man, I, I'm going to this, no doubt. Yeah. And you start doing all the math and putting it together, how much is it going to cost? Yeah. It's, like you said, it's expensive. But the great thing is, is our main demographic, all the stats I know, and I follow stats because I'm in marketing sure. and I do these kind of things. Mm -hmm. it, it's Generation X. Meat and potatoes, Generation X. It's literally like that upper 30 to mid 50. Mm -hmm. That's it. And at this point, a lot of Gen Xers make good money. Yes, you're right. Um, that's mm -hmm. the way it's supposed to be. You know, when you're middle age, that's your... And, you know, like they announced that power trip uh, lineup. Uh, yeah. And so many people bitching about it. I mean, so many people complaining. But when I went to the Tesla one and I was surrounded by Generation X, I was surrounded by like literally 47 to like 57 in mm -hmm. everywhere. And they were from all over the country. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe even the world. Mm -hmm. And People make their vacation sometimes and yeah, yeah. package it with music. Absolutely. And yes, I agree. <clears throat> Josh Retrieve was the, the same thing. I met people that made a lot of money in their real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk about certain stuff and 
Makes me know, I'm like, what kind of job are you again? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a you know, senior director, blah, blah, blah. And it's, thank God for them, you know, because you need the fly-in people yes. for any of this stuff. And, but when you're relying on local, it's tough. Like that here, tough. there's not that big of a scene, but my second night, thank God, it was like 50% Nevada at oh, least. Okay. So I was like, all right, that's all better. Yeah, cool. and we had probably 180k, you know, mm -hmm. it was like 20 <clears throat> 20 ticket average or something. Okay. Um, but like when I was at Ripple Fest, Texas, the first year, I don't remember hardly any Austin musicians there hanging out. Like almost wow, none. really? None. But they had it out in in uh, uh New Braunfels, which was okay. like you know. 40 minutes outside the city. Mm, okay, that's probably why. Well, anyways, yeah, yeah. They, 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 you know, changed that. Yeah. Mm. But I was like, damn, Ryan, you know, I, I literally didn't see so and so and so and so and so. I mean, even the last year, I didn't see a ton of Austin people that I know mm. that play in bands over there, you know? Mm. And so that's the tricky part is you got to get those locals, you got to get the local musicians supporting it somehow. Sure. You know, at the same time. I'm a massive fan of both festivals. I'm definitely going to Ripple Fest, Texas. I've done it three years, mm -hmm. two or three years in a row with my best friends, uh, Paul and Billy, that I've known since. <laughs> One guy I've known since, like, literally fourth grade. Oh, wow. and, okay. So we've made a tradition. We get an Airbnb and, uh, you know, see other parts of Austin as well on a day or two. Mm -hmm. Um I'd love to go to the New York one. Honestly, I really would. I haven't been to New York, God, maybe since three weeks before 9-11. Oh, wow. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. It's a long time. And yeah. I like New York. I mean, I'm an East Coast guy. I, mm. I used to go up there for work when I lived in Florida with Marriott. Mm -hmm. Stayed at the Marquee and stuff. For oh, nice. Nice. Nine bucks a night. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Too, bad you, too bad you didn't have that for the Desert Fest. You didn't have that hookup, man. Well, you yeah, have Mary out there. Yeah. Desert. Yeah. Yeah. Take a $100 Uber. But, uh, you know, there's, there's, I, I, I encourage people to take a chance, you know, and think about life. And if you're working and you're, you don't use all your vacation time at the end of the year, you need to strongly reconsider what's happening in life. Sure. Because, it's over like this. And if you don't have the work-life balance, you'll be happier having things to look forward to. Music, it, you know, going to shit by yourself. I got over it like seven years ago. It took mm -hmm. me that long. Sure. Yeah. But I started traveling to a few places by myself. Yeah. I went to Dallas Cowboys training camp in Oxnard. Oh, you went to Oxnard to camp there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't stay in Oxnard. I stayed in Ventura. Sure. But, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, next door. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, no, I know. I, I did it by myself. I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to be out West. Mm, well, you I, I, you're right. I mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, you know, I, I mean, listen, and you're right about, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the demographics, you know, the, you know, like me personally. Yeah. I mean, I set aside a lot of my savings for this stuff. I mean, listen, even a heavy psych sounds fest. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm here in Oakland, you know, right outside of Oakland. It's just right over here across the, the you know, the Bay. But I, I spent a lot of money. I mean, the I mean the two day ticket was 150 bucks. Not cheap. You know what I mean? And that's just right. to see. That's to see 
underground bands. Obviously, to, to me, those are the bands I, I am really. Yeah, into. But that's a good deal, though. You know, seventy five for a whole day each. That's yeah, well, with taxes to about one sixty, you know, eighty bucks. So I mean, you know, but well, once again, it, drinking like a bitch. But 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 you're but you then you 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 know you you like the good thing they did do that I, I was really happy about was you know uh, price wise. You know the drinks were not expensive. The bar, which is what I'm very happy about, because it then allowed me to what I wanted to do, which is obviously support the bands and buy merch and stuff, which I bought a bunch of. Yeah. You know, but then you you make a day of it, right? You're going out to eat. You know, you and whatever it is, it all adds up. Listen, it's, it's, but once again, I mean, this is what yeah. I save my money for. But you know, I think if you're not someone, you know, you know, who's passionate as as we are. Uh, about music, you know, it's you're not going to take a trip down to, to Austin to to you know to to probably see Ripple Fest. You know, what I mean, you, like you said, yep. that's that's when you got to rely on at least those local musicians to drive the main, I guess, attendance. And then, of course, if you can get 40 percent, maybe of the people coming from out, then you're going to wind up doing good. Now, my thing is, once again, like I said, I just feel like some of these festivals are just getting too big. I think it's one of the things about Heavy Sight Sounds Fest. It's not getting that big. That's what I like about it. It's almost like a good, perfect size level. You've got some really good old, you know, veteran bands that are kind of headlining, but you've you also got a lot of these newer, you know, bands like the Hippie Death Cults and so forth that are also uh, really... You, so you're bringing in the old and the new. It's great. you got a lot of the younger fans coming. you got a lot of older guys like us going, which is great. Now, one of the things um, I think... The scene that does it right. We've talked about this obviously a lot. The scene is the San Diego scene. You know, um, I love what they do down there. The one thing I want to get to this year is, you know, I, I I was watching it on on the live stream last year. I know you went to it. Was the SoCal Heavy Jam down there? Um, oh yeah, and I and to me that's like a perfect type of a local scene to me. A, a local uh, you know festival is something like that. You know what I mean? Do one day festival like that. You get mostly you know bands you know locally. Um, it was great because it was a nice, it was sort of a, you know, you had some sludge bands, you had the heavy rock bands. It was just a nice blend, a mix. It looked like it was such a good vibe. And I really I really just enjoy, like what they're doing in San Diego, um, the scene down there. You know, and I know, obviously, like I said, you're, you're really in tune and friends with a lot of those bands. And uh, talk about that scene a little bit because I wanted the listeners to kind of, they need to know oh. what's going on down there with Formula 400 and Mizzou and all these bands. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I've been a fan of that scene for a, a good while because mm. the, I would think, I think that San Diego and Austin have the best heavy psych scenes of any cities in this country. Like, they're heavy psych stuff. Like, heavy psych as in, like, I mean, one time Radio Moscow was out of there. Uh, sure, but yeah. Sacramani's out of there. Money, uh, Drug Earthless. Mark, which used to be called something else, uh, uh, is from out of there. Earthless is from out of there. Uh, yeah. and, and there's Monarch. Monarch, that's right. Yeah. People, you got to check it out. I, I, I had them play a show, Sacramani Pleasure. And then you have this other really good, you know, heavier rock as well. I mean, you know, even, uh, oh God, what's the thing? Well, Mezua was yeah. introduced to me. I, I'll never forget when Kip Page of Formula 400, before Formula 400 was banned officially, he uh, he sent me over Mezua, and I look him up, and he had like 30 fans. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is really – but, you know, I still listen, and I, I was like, holy shit, this is great. And that's Nacho Maldonado, great guy, uh, mm. very good writer. Like he writes good lyrics and songs and stuff, yeah. stories, um, great vibe live. 
good peeps and known Kip for a while. And Forma 400 is, uh, you know, really has some outstanding stuff going on, you know, uh, mm. their debut album. I mean, oh, great. I mean, Light My Way. Oh, uh, great song. It, it, literally, they, they, they run an ad where it's put out, you know, the million I people. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's consistently people loving it. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> like, a, great, it's a great song, man. It's yeah, a great I mean, song. literally, because all these people hear it and they're like, holy shit, why is that their music like this on the radio? Why mm. do I not know this? What the fuck? You're, there's people literally saying shit like, you're going to sing a Haley help save rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, most insane things. Uh, I'm monitoring sure. the ads and I'm going, Wow, I mean, in Wit Skull, people go fucking bonkers. Yeah, and and so Forma Fortnite has that cool, you know, two guitar approach, you know, Absolutely. harmony, vocals, and guitar, and uh, you know, they're really doing good over there. Um, God, I mean, we could go on it. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to say someone I've got, you know, a Desert Suns is from out. Out of, over there, mm-hmm. uh, right. been in Stone Rock Band for quite a while. They have yeah. Jason now on vocals. Uh, also, Jason's in a band called Sea of Snakes. Oh, that's great. San Diego, man. LA, LA, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But he sings. He's from San Diego. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. What about you? What about you? Have you spit? Have you gone to a show in San Diego yet? Well, I mean, I, I used to live in San Diego. You know, when I first moved out oh, from shit. from when I moved when I moved from New York, I I lived in San Diego for four years. You know, where'd you public. live? A, a bunch of places. The first place I lived, which is probably where I, I it was one of those places where I didn't want to tell anyone about it because I didn't want anyone showing up there. It was it's Pacific Beach, PB. I mean, I love that place. oh, listen, when you're a 22 year old kid, which I was when I moved Ooh. there, there's nothing better. I mean, you coming oh, from yeah. New York, I was like, New York, man, wow, fuck this place, man. I, I am out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was me and my buddy moved mm-hmm. there, and I, I didn't look back. And, um, yeah, the reason why I really, the only reason why I left really uh, San Diego was just because I was, you know, working in the music business. You know, I worked at a couple of labels. Um, I get a job this, at this. Um, it's it's a label in a documentary company called Shout Factory, uh, who used to uh, the guys who own it used to own Rhino Records. They were his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, this only reason why I moved there because, like I said, I, I was working in the industry and there was really nothing down in San Diego. I worked, I interned at this, this company down there, Surf Dog Records, for for a little while. Uh, but that's like a small label down there. But there wasn't much going on. It's one of those things that's funny. But before I left, I remember uh, a friend of a friend was telling me, like, dude, what? you know, because people, if you've ever been to, you know, if you know Southern California, the way the, you know, the way it is between San Diego and L.A., I mean, yeah. San, Diego, San Diego does not like L.A. very much. And, you know, let's just put it that way. And they were like, dude, man, why are you going to L.A., man? Like, dude, why don't you start, you know, you're because I started a label up in L.A. too called No Joke Records. I had for about four or five years. And like, dude, I mean, San Diego can use it down here, you know. But my whole thing was at that time, and I've I have interviewed, you know, um, uh, Nacho from Mezua uh, before. I talked to oh, him, cool. and I've talked to him about. It. I said, you know, uh, when I was down there, I mean, it was it, there was not really much heavy rock. It was mostly like this band Sprung Monkey. I don't know if you remember those guys at all. Yeah, yeah Sprung Monkey. There was yeah. obviously Pod was big. It was more. It was more that 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 punk reggae stuff. Slightly stupid. Obviously, they're a big band out of there. Um, <laughs> So was it? You know, they they used to have that great. Uh, I don't know if it's, they still have it, but you know, in downtown San Diego, called the San Diego Street Scene, which is really cool. Uh, they close off all downtown, have all these stages all over the city. Great. I mean, I seen a couple of them. They were fantastic, but it, it was more punk. It was more reggae. It wasn't really. 
you know, and back then I was more into metal, so there wasn't a great metal scene. There wasn't really a great heavy rock scene. So, you know, that was the other thing, too. I just didn't really see a lot of bands down there that I was interested in signing at the time. I, yeah. really, think, I really think it was shortly after that. Um, you know, Rocket from the Crypt, that was probably one of the bigger sort of, you know, heavy rock bands, if you want to call them heavy rock, but they were more punk. But it really, to me, wasn't until around, you know, early to mid-2000s when Earthless, you know, started. I, th- I, to me personally, I think that was the band that really kick-started people looking into San Diego. And that's where, obviously, like you said, Sacramonte, all these heavy psych bands were just pouring out of there. Harsh Toke, I believe, is from there, too. Um, so uh, that was another, yeah. you know, psych band. So, I mean, there's, you know... Um, Birth is from there. Birth? Uh, is like a, a psych progressive band. One album out last year, good debut, mm. and it features a bunch of the dudes from the other bands we just talked about. Oh, like, okay, perfect, beautiful. Yeah, like okay. Ad, Ad Astra uh, was like a psychedelic band that came out of there. One of the guys came from that. Mm. Uh, another band, oh, I just had it. In the, dude, San Diego is oh, I guess great now. with these yeah. bands, but, you know, it, it's different times of our life you know, the information flows different and we're clued in or interested in. And so it's just the sure. way it works sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but right now it, it's a, it's, you know, they have a good variety uh, of styles of rock coming out. Yeah. Out of there, just as Austin does. Um, yeah. No, right. so that's super cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Philadelphia, I mean, that's a pretty chunky oh, yeah. amount of pretty good bands from that city. Some great which, bands coming out of there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so once again, I mean, you, it's just great to see U.S. heavy rock scene. It is burgeoning from coast to coast. I mean, like you said, we're seeing it in all parts of the country. I mean, I know that I, I think I saw something too. There's a Doomed and Stone festivals in the Midwest, I believe. Yeah, that's been going on. Right. That's been going on for a while, right? Wisconsin yeah. and Ohio, whatever. Yeah. 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 They did yeah. one in Wisconsin recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it it really is. This music is back in, and like we were saying, you know, obviously, like you talk about Generation X, you know, it just like anything we saw 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? We saw the whole uh, nostalgic period for the eighties stuff, you know, and when you had that metal show and you had Eddie Trunk stuff, the each one classic, right? Yeah. That was all about the eighties nostalgia. Now it's the nineties turn, and the nineties was that's where heavy rock was born out of, and so yeah. that's what we're seeing. And I, I'm loving it, man. Like I said, this is just great. It's just a great time right now, I think, for rock and heavy, you know, music in general. Um, and so, speaking of San Diego, let's go ahead and, and speaking of band, we just talked about Formula 400. Talking about that great song, "Light My Way." We're gonna go ahead and play that video now for everybody, for people who haven't seen it or heard the song. Great song, Formula 400, "Light My Way." I know they've got a new album. I think that's on Horizon, correct, John? I know they got a new single out there, "Whiskey Bent," too, which is a really good song. And yeah, the album I believe should be out. It will be out by the end of the year, probably. Okay. Probably sooner rather than later, we'll say. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, Divinations. I think it's called or Divination. Uh, Divination. Okay. Perfect. That's right. Great. Well, let's go ahead. Let's play. Let's let's uh, play the track off of Heathens, the first record. This is like my way here on the Heavy Galaxy Show.
All right, the Heavy Galaxy Show, we're back here. That was Formula 400, Light My Way, off their great record, Heathens. Uh, like I said, great band out of San Diego. Uh, can't wait to hear that new record. Everyone just keep keep an eye out for that. That is one of those bands you do not uh, want to miss, especially that new record that's coming out. I mean, that's going to, I think, going to be amazing. So, John, let's go ahead, man. I guess we're getting ready to wrap this up. Um, before we go, though, uh, once again, just want to remind everybody, heavygalaxy.com is, is is launching, and go ahead and check that out. It's up now, uh, and like I said, it's 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 a one-stop hub for all things heavy rock, so go ahead and check that out. Of course, you can get our shows on there as well from here, or you know, obviously, you can get them everywhere. They're available on all podcast platforms, and obviously on YouTube, Rumble, Amazon, TV, Fire, and uh, Roku TV as well. Uh, John, so before we wrap it up, man, talk a little, I mean, what's going on with you? You got anything going on uh, with Dude and Stone, Vegas Rock Revolution? Just just keep everyone up to date on what's going on with you outside of uh, Heavy Galaxy. No live shows going on here in Vegas. I'm not, I, I had a 421 I was going to put together, um, but it just kind of fell apart a little bit. And I'm like, all right, you know. Mm-hmm. So really no live shows. There may be something happening in the fall, which would be a really good pairing. So we'll look at it, but man, you know, uh, got coming up here, number of shows to check out mm-hmm. and all that. Also, of course, you know, I've been a little busy with Rock is Dead, the guest list podcast, which is only on Spotify. So check it out if you got an hour of time and you want to hear mainly music. Yeah. And, you know, Doom and Stone, we're probably due to put another one out. We pretty much only do Doom and Stone monthly now and do a Doom charts countdown. So that I don't even know. Have you seen who number one is yet? I no, I believe, I believe uh, as we're doing this right now, I think tomorrow is when they're going to release it. I believe, right? The Doom Charts, if I'm correct. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, you know, sometimes we get the inside, and yeah. so yeah, man. You know, other than that, just listen a lot of tunes and doing a bunch of stuff. And uh, God, what do I have for a big thing? I mean, I'm planning on Ripple Fest. Seems like I might venture out somewhere this summer, but we'll see. You know, All right. Fantastic. we'll see. But anyone that's come to Vegas, you let me know. I can at least let you know what shows could be happening here in town. Like yeah. last weekend, I saw a puddle of mud. Oh, yeah, that's right. Next yeah. night, last in line. Wow. Uh, where Very Mike cool. Barney took me, mm-hmm. Mike Barney for Trying Records. Sure. But he has his plus one. Told me that a few times. I'm like, all right, cool. And, you know, hanging out with like Danny Coker and Sebastian Bach from Skid Row and <laughs> Danny Coker from Counting Cars and Paul Sortino and uh, Blando from Slaughter. And it, it's just, it's a bizarre little world. And, we, you know, watching Vivian Campbell, one of my favorite guitarist ever. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. for last line, up there, former Dio. And yeah. also Def Leppard, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, He's Dio. Leopard. He's, yeah. <laughs> And Vinny Apice, he's still banging the shit out oh, of yeah. his drums after all these years. Phil mm-hmm. Susan, you know, wrote mm-hmm. Shot in the Dark mm-hmm. uh, for Ozzy. Um, Ozzy, yeah. You know, playing bass and a really good singer, Andrew Freeman, local guy, excellent rock yep. singer. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was fun and good times. It's rare I get to the Hard Rock Cafe, and that's where the show was. Oh, wow. And okay, we were, that's like, a cool like, place. Side yeah. we're, like, we're, like, literally crossed, like, the stage and us were in the same thing. So we're watching the side almost in uh, okay. comfy couches mm-hmm. and standing up and drinking way too much. Oh wow. my God. Ended up no... with the golden 
Tiki with a shit ton of all these people till four in the morning. No drugs. Uh, just drinking and maybe a little hit of marijuana. That's it. Wow. Um, yeah. Hey, that's impressive. That's impressive. You, four in the morning. It's impressive that a 54 year old can stay up to four in the morning without drugs. That's impressive. Exactly. I did <laughs> yes, get one Red Bull vodka. I did get one Red Bull vodka, which. Okay. I would throw my nights up. It, it was when I it, it already been drinking for like an hour and a half. I was like, oh man, I'm, I've been sitting down for a while and it's kind of getting a little tired. And I'm like, all right, I need a pick me up, which you know, mm. back in the day it would be something else. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, yeah, they were from like some Ukraine, the Ukrainian uh, uh, waitress. I'm like, how much Red Bull vodka? And then she kind of ran me around in circles for a bit. And then finally it came to what they decided it was. <laughs> and it was not cheap, <laughs> but I'm like, I need it. And yeah. Mm. It actually ran into that douchebag again, but nothing. Oh happened. man, yeah. yeah. But whatever, you know. I believe in peace and love, man. So yeah, out of my ear this time. But uh, it, you know, uh, we only live once, and maybe I'm speeding up the process. <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> well, no, you, nothing's you, guaranteed. Like, no, nothing's guaranteed. No, you're right, man. I mean, you haven't. And that's like you said. That's what we got to do. Is if you know. I mean, you don't know when things are gonna. What's gonna happen? So it's you got to enjoy it while you can, man. And, and especially when because there's so much good stuff out right now. And especially after two plus years of of you know the pandemic shit with with you know live show. You know, I mean, tours getting canceled. And, we were a little more active here than you guys. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes, you are. You are. Obviously, yeah. here we were. We were really shut down, which is why. The Bay Area's had a really tough time recovering and getting this scene going again because a lot of the clubs shut down. Yeah. And so it's uh yeah, it's 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 getting back finally here too. Um, obviously it's getting a lot better, you know. But I, I you're right. I, I only think after you know a couple of years without going to shows or going to maybe one or two. I think I went to two shows over the pandemic. Um it's um yeah, and I didn't, you know, I didn't do any of the shows, you know, um with the mask and stuff. I just I just couldn't I couldn't sit there with a mask on and take it off and drink and put it back. I just refused to do it. So I decided not to go and wait till things just got better with that. And so um, anyway, we're here. Like I said, I'm, you know, it, it is great to see though. I mean, just all these festivals and shows and just live music, just, just out there now. And just, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's great to see it's back in full force. Someone gave me an analogy of, not, I'm not getting political here. And uh. someone gave me an analogy about mask. And they go, listen, you see how thin that fucking mask are? I said, guess what? If if I go take drop a big deuce like a fucking fart, <laughs> look how thick my jeans are, and you still smell it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That so that's a good. That's a good point. You know, you know, like, yeah, yeah. can smell it. <laughs> and, you know, even uh, with a fucking mask on, you can be able to smell that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. And I was like, right? I. That's such an interesting way of putting it. Interesting way of taking it and looking at it. Absolutely, it stuck man. with me. Yeah. yeah. You cool, know, man. and I got COVID early, so yeah, you know, I don't get fucking. Yeah, we, I got it too. It was bad, but you know, whatever. COVID, schmovid, it's done. Um, yeah, we're back to we're back to business with live music. It's so rock and roll. it is. And speaking of rock and roll, we're gonna finish things off here with one last song and video. Um, this is something different, man. I mean, this this is something that you you I, I you know what I got me into this band, man. Villagers of Ionina City, out of Greece. Great heavy oh, little oh, village. Yeah, out of a little village, and their original work was like a lot of in their native tongue. Mm -hmm. um, but this Age of Aquarius thing was in in English, and like 
they went whole next level with every single thing possible. Now, I'll say this. People want to hear something original? This is a band. This is pretty original. Yeah, I agree. And, man, yeah. I play it for Uber riders all the time and Lyft, you know, for the drivers. Um, a lot of times you just get them to relax because it's a little bit more reggae. And it's just mm. fucking – it's just mind-blowing. And, of mm. course, if you like to smoke a little – and you have those headphones on, and you just really focus and listen and let yourself in. I mean, pretty awesome stuff. They're talking stories there, man. They're they're yeah. painting pictures with words first off, which mm -hmm. is very difficult, I think, and then putting it with music together. I, this is what makes me revel so much in musicians is when they're able to do those kind of things. It just mm -hmm. is like whoa. And uh, I'm forever jealous, and uh, I'm not a musician, never, never gonna be. Um, all I can do is sing in the shower, you know. But I admire the shit out of ones that really uh, do some amazing stuff and have entertained and made our lives better for years and years. And that's part of why you and me, you know, we're in this together is because we, we believe in in just really good music and the people who do it. Absolutely, and support and then, it. Yeah, and you're right, and and that's the important thing that is is the people who do it, you know, and support it. That is an important thing because exactly if there was a, these people that did it and, and a supporter weren't good people, well, we wouldn't be there. You know, I've been, I guess, I think I mentioned a little bit before I've been in scenes, you know, um, over the years, you know, with my label and just growing up in New York and, you know, the hard, you know, hardcore scenes, just one example, met a lot of great people and don't get me wrong, but not like what we see, I think, you know, these days within this heavy rock scene. When I, one thing I really just really enjoy is just everybody, including the musicians, there's, there's not a lot of egos there's none of the, you know, everyone's just mature now. They're growing up and they just want to have a good time and they want to be around good people, right. bands, fans, everybody. And and you really get that almost everywhere I go these days within the scene. And so it's, uh, and it doesn't matter where it is too, which city, state, it doesn't matter. It's everywhere. And it's just such a, a great thing to be a part of. And it's, like you said, it's one of the reasons why we do this and we're going to continue to do it. And um, yeah. So with that being said, let's wrap this up. So here's Villagers of Ionina. Is it Ionita or Ionita? We'll go to Ionina. The huh? first one. Ionina yeah. City. Okay. Ionina. Ionina. Here we go. All right. Villages well, of hey, Ionina City. Have them on and we'll have the singer on and this this here what he well, fucking has to say. Yeah, if he, yeah. No, you're right, because that's one of the things we do want to do. We do want to focus on specific scenes globally, too. You know, not just here in America, obviously. Oh, yeah. Globally. Greece is one of those. I mean, there's I mean, like I said, we could do five we'll segments do on show. Greece. We will definitely do a Greece show because that is one of my favorite spots in the world right now for music. It has been for oh, yeah. a good 10 years or so. So, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's actually a dream of mine. Uh, that's a bucket list spot. Is It used to be the, the Greek Isles, but obviously I, I have to go to Athens. <laughs> just, it's, I've been there. Part of the, it's, just, it's amazing, dude. I've been there. It's amazing. And I'll keep my wallet in my front yeah. pocket. Yeah, well, just make sure you get that that douchebag guy away from you, you know, and you know, yeah. he doesn't go take your money out of your front pocket there, you know, while he's hugging yeah. you one minute and telling you you're, I don't know, anyway, you gotta leave town the, the next minute. Pocket. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> I mean, people get in my front pocket. Yeah, yeah. Good thing. Uh, but hey, right. man, it was awesome. so good to hang out and talk. I appreciate it, and it's great to see, you know, an a, a, a lift, you know on all the various platforms, uh, folks checking it out. And we appreciate you folks checking it out and uh, spread the word and 
it's easy access because we're on everything. We're on everywhere. We're everywhere. Absolutely. I agree with you. Thanks to everyone who's been supporting it and listening it. And obviously we're, you know, we just uh, want to keep doing our part to keep this thing going. So, all right. Well, great. We'll see everyone next time on the Heavy Galaxy show for another episode. And here we go. We're going to wrap it up. As we said, villages of Ionina City, his father's son. See you guys next show.